Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Good morning. Welcome to the Morning Beat. Thank you so much for joining us. As always, we have a fantastic jam-packed show for you. Uh, we're kicking things off with our favorite attorney, Paula Canny, having a candid conversation about a teacher in Texas uh, who had gotten tangled up uh, on Grinder with somebody who may have been underage, he thought he was of age, uh, and he ended up uh, being accused, uh, regardless of talking to an underage minor, and it led him to take his own life. His family is on a mission now to to sort of exonerate him. Uh, they're pointing fingers at the cops, saying, listen, uh, what you guys did to uh, our loved one, it, it's uncool. It's not okay. It's not acceptable. And uh, he took his life because of it. Uh, so Paula Candy is going to join us to talk about how often this actually does happen, uh, gay men in particular targeted on apps like Grindr um, by the police. Also, Rudy Giuliani is on Cameo, everyone. <laughs> did, we, did we miss that somewhere? That's happening, and we're going to talk about it today because... Wow, he was one of the most powerful men in the entire world for a moment, and how far he has fallen. That's just in our that's just in our first hour. <laughs> he might start an OnlyFans, to be honest. We did an article yesterday where people are making a lot of money, and before he goes to prison, he may start that now too. And I <sighs> might subscribe. Well, I think I think that um, his appearance in Borat, uh, the sequel, was <laughs> w- would be a good way to kick off an OnlyFans yeah. account because he's apparently a kinky old man. Yeah, it's a good Just, introduction. Justin, would you? He, he was adjusting his mic pack, folks. Let, yeah, let's adjusting his mic pack. That's yeah. what he was adjusting over and over and over again. Ew, gross! <laughs> I can't even think while while the hair dye sweats down the oh side of his God. face. Oh my God, it's disgusting. Well, that's that's. That's Wednesday. So how are you, Michaela? <laughs> I'm feeling great. I'm having a good day. I'm headed over to the CW later on. TV's back, baby. We love that. And, I love uh, you awesome TV. I know. Me too. I missed it. And uh, just enjoying all of the stories swirling around Governor Cuomo. I mean, it's crazy. Like his yeah. ex-wife is chilling with her like hot, young French boyfriend while he's like going down, which I think is interesting. And uh, it's, it, it's weird. The, the power of the Me Too movement, the lasting power is really wild. And I'm so glad, too, because oftentimes movements happen for a while and then they kind of fizzle out. But the Me Too Time's Up mo- movement has not gone anywhere. And uh, men are still being held accountable. Also, just a reminder for our Red, White, and Q segment today, we are going to be going in-depth talking about Andrew Cuomo, this uh, bipartisan uh, deal that was reached by the Senate just yesterday as well on Capitol Hill. Uh, Governor Newsom out here in California, is he is he really uh, going to get recalled on September 14th? Uh, he is, but will, will it be successful? Uh, lots to cover. Red, White, and Q with Samuel Garrett-Pate at 820 Pacific, 1120 Eastern. Uh, so like I said, a jam-packed show. Right now, though, it's time for some news on the beat. Michaela, what's happening? All right, well, the Senate floor has been very busy. The Senate yesterday afternoon voted to advance the massive $1.2 trillion bipartisan infrastructure package following months of intense negotiations. The final vote of 69 to 30 represented a wide bipartisan berth, but the bill will likely encounter new challenges as it goes to the House. Then early this morning, Senate Democrats approved their $3.5 trillion budget resolution, which they hope will pave the way for a huge economic package without the threat of legislation of obstacles from Republicans who oppose it. The measure passed after a lengthy series of amendment votes known <clears throat> as a voterama. Next, it also goes to the House for approval. Only after both chambers pass, it will Democrats to be able to use a process known as budget reconciliation to pass the legislation on a party line vote. It addresses health care, aid for families, the climate crisis, and more. 
Now, in other news, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo announced he will resign amid the growing fallout from a sexual harassment uh, scandal. His resignation heads off potential impeachment plans from the state's Democratic-led legislature, which rumbled to life after the New York Attorney General released a report last week that concluded Cuomo had sexually harassed 11 women. Cuomo said his resignation will take effect in two weeks, bringing an end to his decade-long run as governor. Uh, We'll continue talking about this in depth later on with our political expert, Samuel Garrett-Pate. But for now, let's get into a little weather. Summer's here. It's queer. It's brought to you by McDonald's. It's going to be a high of 93 in Houston, a high of 97 in Kansas City, 90 in Miami, 70 in San Francisco, 84 in Seattle, 97 in Baltimore, 90 in Cleveland, 102 in Indio with some light rain. Now, head on over to McDonald's if you can to get a frozen Coca-Cola drink for just $1.50. It's delicious and it'll quench your thirst. Now, give us a vibe of the day. The key to success is to start before you are ready. Yeah, great advice. All right, well, coming up, attorney Paula Canny, who we just love, is joining us to talk about what happened to a teacher who's no longer even alive to defend himself after uh, being on Grindr and, and sort of being called out by the police. It's really devastating. His family's very upset, and we're going to discuss what rights his family has coming up next. All right, Michaela. So you and I, we know about Cameo. We have some friends that make lots of money on Cameo. Uh, and for those of you who don't know, Cameo is a social media app uh, where you can, you can request uh, audio or you can request a video or even a chat with a famous celebrity, somebody you look up to, right? As long as they're on the, on the platform. Some people earn, you know, millions of dollars off of this. You could, you could charge anywhere from five bucks to hundreds of dollars uh, to do a cameo video. I know that your, uh, your Donald J. Trump, uh, John D. Domenico, does really well on cameo. Um, I've been asked, I made an intro video, and I just then I got nervous and uncomfortable, and I was like, nobody wants to hear from me. This is weird. I'm never going to do it, right? But that's just me. Um, Rudy Giuliani. He and I don't have the same concerns, apparently, because uh, he's on it. Take a listen. Hi, it's Rudy Giuliani, and I'm on Cameo. If there's an issue of concern that you want to discuss or a story you'd like to hear or, or, or share with me or a greeting that I can bring to someone that would bring happiness to their day, I would be delighted to do it. It can be arranged, and we can talk through the magic of Cameo. Thank you. Oh, Like, I just hate that I walk, I've ever walked around and not had any confidence in myself because I'm changing my own narrative. If Rudy Giuliani's like, hey, you need a good day? Why don't you just DM me for a cameo? And then he probably will have people want a cameo from him. What? He's so wild. And I think he's trying to rack up his money before he goes to prison. Never in my life would I think, hmm, I need some happiness in my day. I'm going to reach out to Rudy. You know what I mean? Like that's just, just that. That's where his brain goes. I mean, this is a guy who used to make twenty thousand dollars a day when he was working for Donald Trump as his private attorney, right? Twenty thousand dollars a day. He's uh, well, yeah, Trump didn't really pay him there towards the end, but he's making one hundred and ninety nine dollars a video now. Justin, do the oh math. Oh my god! Divide, divide. How many times does he, how many videos does he have to make to hit twenty thousand dollars a day? Let's just figure that number out first. Let's just see what kind of what kind of breakneck pace this guy would have to work at to make the amount of money he made working for America's favorite mob boss, Donald Trump. A hundred cameos a day for twenty thousand. A hundred cameos a day. Minus whatever. But I'm gonna tell you something. My Trump literally told me how much he made last year. My jaw hit the floor. Whether it was because they wanted like a real message from Donald Trump or they wanted to be funny and troll somebody, he made it. It was an entire income itself. Like I feel like Rudy is onto something. He's gonna really do well because people are crazy. Yeah, he's crazy. He's is crazy, he gonna, but people. Is he gonna figure out the hair dye situation? That's what I want to know. Also, here's here's the play, Rudy. If you really want to, if you really want to go all in on this, here's what you do: you build a replica of the set of the nursery uh, where he did his his press conference outside in the parking lot. 
next oh, to the, yes. por- the porn shop. The Four Seasons yes. of Landscaping? The Four Seasons Landscaping. He needs to build that set that. somewhere in his home. <laughs> Replicate it. I don't know. Get a backdrop printed somewhere online. Vistaprint maybe would print it for him. I don't know. Somebody could help him. He could Google it. And that needs to be his backdrop. Because if he's I there. I forgot that. If he's there, I might get a cameo from him. Like, I'm going to be honest. I might get a cameo from this guy. He's just, it's insane to me. But but here's the wild thing. This isn't new to anybody who's been paying attention to Rudy Giuliani. For those who still think of, like, America's mayor uh, from 20 years ago from the 9-11 attack, he's a very, very different man. Let's go back to 2018 and listen to, was it John Oliver, I believe? Uh, he had some thoughts on uh, where Judy, Judy, <laughs> Judy Giuliani, Rudy Giuliani was at that point in her career. Just 10 years after being named Time Person of the Year, Giuliani was doing VJ work for a cable network's edited for television presentation of Scarface. Just think about how crazy that is. That would be like if in 10 years from now, Bravo announced a f- Boys of the 90s marathon hosted by Malala Yousafzai. How the f- oh. did that happen? What did I miss? Clearly, a significant amount of goodwill has somehow been squandered. <laughs> Wait, he was a VJ for uh, uh for some network? For sc- AMC's Mob Week. Yeah, back in, AMC's like, Mob Week. <laughs> Playing Scarface. <laughs> yes. <sighs> Honestly, I, he's getting just... better by the minute. I don't think I'm gonna. Ju- I think I'm gonna get a cameo too. I think that's kind of iconic. You know, here's the thing: when you mix, you know, politics uh, and dementia, it gets scary. It gets really, really scary. This guy is well past his prime. He should probably, you know what he should do? He should reach out to Tom Girardi, Erica oh, Erica yeah. Jane's soon-to-be ex-husband, mm-hmm. and they should just start a little club. They should just hang out. Um, I don't know how well that would go, but these guys, I, listen, you got to know when to walk away. You hit a certain point in your life where you just got to be like, okay, I had a good run. I'm going to bow out. But they're so full of ego. And I also Uh can't imagine Rudy Giuliani, like years ago, the world was so different. And now he's like, you know, it seems like you got to get on the social media trend, Rudy. You got to get on it. And he's like, all right, we're doing cameos now. Somebody was in his ear. "Mm -hmm." Yeah, somebody. Somebody's probably talked to him about an OnlyFans, or at least he's asked. He's asked somebody, like, what exactly is this OnlyFans thing? And could I do it? There's a hype man that's like, you already kind of did it. You were laying on the bed. Just do it, Rudy. It's going to be funny. And he's like, all right, I'll do it. I've got no shame yeah. left. We've, we've already crossed so many lines. Why not keep going? It would be hilarious if it weren't so sad. Honestly. Yeah. Like, 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 let's just think about the times we're living in. This guy was the attorney for the last president of the United States. Mm-hmm. That's bonkers. It's yeah, just it's it's Looney Tunes. All right, well, something else that's Looney Tunes is Real Housewives of Salt Lake City star Jen Shaw heading to New York City's court. Uh, You won't believe what she had on and what she has to say coming up in What's Poppin'. You're listening to The Morning Beat. It's almost time for the latest in entertainment and pop culture from our girl, Michaela in What's Poppin'. Uh, right now, though, I do want to remind you our show is also a podcast, so if you can't listen to us in real time because the world's weird and all of our schedules keep changing, uh, don't you worry. Uh, you can download the Odyssey app at audacy.com and listen to us as a podcast at your convenience. All you need is a phone. Super simple. Uh, but right now, it is time for What's Poppin'. Michaela, what is, in fact, poppin'? Okay, so Jen Shaw is back in the news. You may remember her from the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. She was rolling up to Manhattan Federal Court for a hearing, rocking fishnets, red-soled high heels, which I imagine are Louboutins, a belt covered with more than 60 different pearls, and a puffy shirt straight out of a famous Seinfeld episode. Nice. Nice. Well done. Seinfeld? What? Yeah. Who knows? She's wild. She's wild, and I don't know what point she's trying to make, especially because what she did was so 
horrific what she's what she's being uh with the allegations are it was said that she was accused of running a telling a telemarketing scam in which victims many of them senior citizens were pushed to invest in dubious online projects and bogus business services um but she showed up for the hearing decked in bling including a diamond encrusted brooch on her collar she also wore a, lo- a large gold ring on her right hand and two shiny silver rings one with a large diamond with um her chanel bag I don't know. We'll see. She's uh, she's acting like everything is all good. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see how this happens. But, you know, this is uh, just another housewife who's facing legal troubles. We've been talking a lot about Erica Jane and if she'll have to take any responsibility for her husband. We yeah, it's wild. Teres- I, yeah, Therese Judice, you, yeah, you were going to mention. Sorry to cut you off. It feels like there's like one from every cast. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's like one that's always getting into some sort of trouble. Yeah. Lose Lu- Luann Deceps for a while. Mm-hmm. Like everybody has like their one that gets into trouble. Yeah, but I feel like for her, she could be a little bit more considerate considering the allegations against her. Um, I wouldn't be rocking Louboutins, but that's And also, her. didn't the cast of uh, Seinfeld end up in prison in the series finale? Or in jail? Isn't that, Wasn't that how that ended? Is is she trying to make a joke? Is she trying to taunt the prosecutors? Like, that's what, what it she feels like. To do? Mm-hmm. It feels like taunting. That's totally right. And it's just she, her privilege. I know, exactly. That's the word I was going to use. Uh, she's wild. Is, so wild. does she get released from the cast? Is she out? I have no idea. Uh, but yeah, I'm sure know. I'm sure not. They're probably trying to film everything right now. And make, of course. You know, yeah, build the show off of it. Huh. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Well, we'll continue keeping you updated, of course. Now, coming up in the next hour, what the health? Dr. James Simmons joins us to talk about COVID. We thought it was ending, but is that just a mirage? We'll discuss in depth next. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Coming up this hour on The Morning Beat, we're joined uh, by Dr. James Simmons, one of our favorite human beings on the planet. He's keeping us informed. Uh, the latest on COVID, we thought we were at the end of this thing. Many of us did. We thought we were turning a corner. Was it just a mirage? Uh, how long will we will we be living with this uh, this global pandemic? Also, um, a major major organization, a medical organization here in the United States, is recommending uh, that we take gender off of birth certificates. Uh, is this the compassionate thing to do or is it a step too far? Uh, we're going to get his expert take and share our personal opinions as well. So stick around uh, for this hour. We have some really great conversations coming up. Also in our next hour, 820 Pacific, 1120 Eastern, uh, we're going to be joined by Samuel Garrett Pate for Red, White, and Q. There's a lot going on in Washington. Uh, Joe Biden and the Democrats had a big, big win yesterday and overnight in the Senate. Uh, also, Governor Cuomo uh, announcing yesterday towards the end of our show that he's going to be stepping down in two weeks, uh, paving the way for the first female governor in the history of the state of uh, New York. Uh, we're going to be talking to him about all of that as well. Uh, and also Rudy Giuliani's on Cameo. So there's that. I'm sure we're going to touch on that because he can't make this stuff up. Uh, right now, though, it is time for news on the beat. Michaela, what do you have for us? 
Okay, well, there is a lot going on. The start of the school season could mark a seriously dangerous time in the pandemic for children as Delta variant cases rise and many adults continue to avoid health precautions and COVID-19 vaccines. The good news is the national vaccination rate is finally up again to the same level we saw in June, about 500,000 new vaccinations initiated per day. However, since there is a lag in immunity for newly vaccinated people uh, and since children under 12 still can't get vaccinated, the dangers will linger for a while. Meantime, three major U.S. airlines, Southwest, American, and Delta, will not require their employees to receive a COVID-19 shot. This is a departure from United Airlines' mandate that all employees get vaccinated by October 25th or face getting fired. We are going to talk in depth about uh, the vaccines with Dr. James Simmons for What the Health. Now, in other news, a Texas mom saw an ex-gay and ex-trans activist following her transgender son to the bathroom to record him. So she swooped in and deleted the pictures from his phone. Lauren Rodriguez was at the the Texas Capitol in Austin this past April, uh, one of many transgender equality activist parents and children who spoke out against Republican lawmakers' attempts to criminalize the parents of transgender children. And she went with her 17-year-old son, Grayson. Libby Gonzalez, another mother of a trans child, said that testifying against that bill was the most violent experience we've ever had at the Capitol. Some of the trans kids, she said, were hanging out in the Capitol in a reserved space, waiting for their turn to testify. Anti-trans activists were also trying to disrupt the events of the day. They were screaming that the parents were child abusers. At one point, Grayson went to the restroom in the basement of the Capitol building, and his mom said that she saw a man following him with a phone in his hand and shouting, what bathroom are you going to use, Tranny? Uh, Rodriguez went up to the man, grabbed the phone out of his hand, and deleted the photos while he continued to take rage at her. We're going to talk more in depth about that story, but we're talking about these heroic moms. I can't imagine being a mom and seeing that firsthand. Um, it's just so you, difficult. You know the story I've told you before, Michaela. Um, but I'm six foot five, a cis white man who can, you know, generally handle myself. People usually don't mess with me. I'm a big guy, right? I was at the fair uh, in my hometown a few years ago and walked into like a restroom and my mom started to get so nervous because a group of like kind of hillbilly looking guys walked in behind me. And for me, the scariest thing in the entire world was a big group of like hillbilly white guys. Like they terrify me, right? You can drop me down in the middle of any inner city, any, any, any country in the world, I wouldn't, I would feel fine. But for me, hillbilly cis white guys terrified me and my mom got so her heart rate went so high she started to follow me into the restroom and then i was walking out and she said i she had tears in her eyes she was terrified imagine being a trans person and having to deal with that in washington dc under these sorts of conditions it's just i can't imagine uh what that community goes through day in and day out and it's just so important that we keep sharing these stories so so thank you for bringing that to us yeah it's just terrible well we'll continue talking in depth but for now let's just do a little news i'm sorry uh weather summer's here and it's queer and it's brought to you by mcdonald's it's gonna be a high of uh 90 in chicago 90 in cleveland 97 in st louis 104 in cathedral city 84 in seattle 97 in Kansas City and 93 in Houston. Now head on over to McDonald's if you get a chance for a frozen Coca-Cola drink, just a dollar fifty, and it'll quench your thirst. Now give us a vibe of the day. The key to success is to start before you are ready. Gosh, I gotta learn that one. I think that one's for me today. It's so so hard to start things if you don't feel like they're perfect and all everything's right in place. But uh, it's the thing to do. Oh yeah. All right. Well, coming up in what the health, Dr. James Simmons joins us. Um, we thought COVID was ending, but is it just a mirage? We'll talk in depth coming up next. Good morning. Welcome to the Morning Beat. It's time for another round of What's Poppin'. This one hits close to home for anybody who grew up in the 90s. Uh, is there love in the air for a couple of former Friends stars? Michaela Gordon, what do you know? Okay, well, this is crazy. Now, I have to be honest. I never jumped on the Friends boat. I never really watched. However, I do know that the cast was really incredible and people are obsessed with Friends, which is why this is big news. Jennifer Aniston and David Schwimmer are rumored to be dating and fans are struggling to contain their emotions. Um, 
It was said that after the reunion, it became clear that reminiscing over the past had stirred up feelings for both of them and that chemistry they'd always had to Barry was still there. They began texting immediately after filming. And just last month, David flew from his home in New York to see Jen in L.A. Um, and this would be really great. They were also spotted drinking wine deep in conversation as they walked around one of Jen's favorite vineyards in Santa Barbara. So it was clear there was a lot of chemistry. However... David Schwimmer has now spoke out and he's saying uh, that these rumors, unfortunately, are just not true. He uh, they were friends. They love each other, but they are not dating. Uh, He did have a major crush on Jen the first season um, and they were both crushing hard on each other. But it was just like two ships passing in the night because one was always in a relationship. Um, but now, nope, they're just, they're just friends and the rumors are not true. I don't know if I believe this that breaks though. My, this breaks, I think they're really dating. I Here's do too. Why. Also, previously in an interview with, uh, Howard Stern, right? Who also does some sort of radio, kind of not quite as good as we do, obviously, right. but that's right. neither here nor there. Uh, Jen Anison did say, listen, I would proudly say I banged Schwimmer if that happened, but no. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, so, okay, so if you guys have this deep connection, you have this long history, you both haven't really found that lasting love just yet, and you're saying you would have gotten, like, crazy in the, in, under the sheets with this guy, what's the holdup? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no, there's no, Nothing like, I can back. understand, yeah, like, if there wasn't a physical, physical or sexual attraction, but she says she would proudly say if she did, like, what, then, then why don't you? Yeah. I think, I think they're actually, I think they're dating and they don't want the, like, the... The, the frenzy of the the media yeah. to kind of, you know, because Jennifer, look at Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck. It's a good example. At the same time, in the same era, those two were madly in love. And then the media, the benefit of it all was too much. Yep. Maybe, maybe David Schwimmer and Jen Aniston have learned these lessons and they just want to be private. Yeah. And I could totally respect and see that happening. But we think you're dating. So get over it. Now- totally. Totally. <laughs> Now, coming up in the next hour, we're talking uh, Red, White, and Q with Sam Wicker at Pate. Uh, Dominion Voting Systems suing Newsmax, uh, and it's a really big deal. We're going to discuss with Sam Wicker at Pate coming up. I've never crossed the line with anyone, but I didn't realize the extent to which the line has been redrawn. That is the soon-to-be former governor of the state of New York, once considered America's sort of shining beacon through the early days of COVID. How far he has fallen, how quickly he has fallen, he will be leaving that office in uh, now less than two weeks, uh, and New York will have its first female governor in the state's history. Uh, Here to help us make sense of it all uh, and talk about not just Governor Cuomo, also our very own Governor Newsom here in the state of California. For Red, White, and Q, it is Samuel Garrett-Pate, our political expert, Sam uh, thank you for being here. You know, we've all sort of seen the writings on the wall the last few weeks, major Democrats all calling for him to resign. Uh, what did you think of his speech yesterday? I, I mean, I, I didn't, I wasn't surprised by any of it. I mean, look, this is, this is someone who has weathered, uh, plenty of scandals throughout his career. Um, in part because he refuses to back down. I mean, the, I think one, of the few true things that he said in his resignation speech is he's a fighter. And that's true. You know, his instinct is always to fight, uh, not dissimilar from the last president who happened to come from the same city. Um, and look, I, 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 I want to say that I used to work in New York politics and basically everyone who, who works in New York Democrat or, or Republican politics for that matter, has some pretty strong feelings about Andrew Cuomo. Um, he's a bully. He's yeah. a bully. And he got caught quite literally with his, well, I shouldn't say literally with his pants down. He got caught allegedly sexually harassing uh, a number of women. And it was, I guess, finally the straw that broke the camel's back. But this isn't the first time that Andrew Cuomo has been credibly accused of impropriety. Well, listen, um, we, we- he, we do have. I want to get a female's opinion on this because I do have a co-host. Her name's Michaela, uh, and I want uh, Michaela. I want to listen to this. So let's let's listen to this part of his res- resignation from yesterday, his speech. Uh, then I want to get your thoughts and, and and of course Sam's as well. The best way I can help now 
is if I step aside and let government get back to governing. And therefore, that's what I'll do. Because I work for you. And doing the right thing is doing the right thing for you. What do you think, Michaela? Here's the thing. I read this uh, headline that said, I'm not a perv, I'm Italian. And I'm, I am Italian. And, you know, we're handsy and we're handsy kind of people. But there's such a difference between being handsy and being respectful, especially in the office. And I feel like for so many years, women have been and still are, I mean, asked to to do things that men easily get away with. Even the things we say, if I say something and if AJ says something, they're they're heard totally different depending on the audience. And I'm just happy to see that women are being heard and women are being listened to. I think it's exciting to have a female governor. I think it's exciting to know that when it came time, the Democrats, unlike the Republicans, were like, no way, we don't want any pervs, step down. I wish they would have done that with Trump. They didn't. Yeah. What? What? Yeah. Does it make you proud, Sam, to, to, to see the, at least the way that the Democratic Party has said, OK, it's our turn because there's scandal on both sides all the time. Right. And now they're handling yeah, this it, very differently. But again, this isn't new. This is I mean, this is consistent. Look at Al Franken, right, who was accused of far less than than the last president. Um, and yet Democrats said it doesn't matter. That's not OK. It, it doesn't matter that you thought it was a joke. It doesn't matter. I mean, amen to what Michaela just said. It, it, it's one thing to be handsy with your friends and your family where there's some level of Im- implied consent. Um, and, and, and look, I, I'm, I don't mean to minimize that, right? You should always get consent before you put your hands on other people. But it's just to say that there, you, the fact that Andrew Cuomo says that he did not realize there is a difference between how you interact with your family and friends and how you interact with state troopers or people working in your office when you are governor of one of the biggest states in the country. I mean, give me a break. Yeah. He, I again, mean, this is not the first time that Andrew Cuomo has been accused of impropriety. This is a guy who set up a commission to root out corruption in New York politics and then shut it down when they started looking into him and his friends. This is a guy who, when the U.S. attorney for the Southern District of New York under President Obama investigated him for shutting down what was the Moreland Commission, that exact same commission, he called the White House, picked up the phone, called Valerie Jarrett and, and yelled at her because, quote unquote, their guy was investigating him. This is not the first time. It's just the first time there was enough pressure to get him to resign. Well, I think that also that it's important that this is being set because even right now, there are stories about women coming out against companies, bars, gay bars saying we've been attacked for years and some other companies and bars are not taking the side of women. They're taking side of what's in the best interest of their company and I feel like for so long I feel like it's just triggering because I think that as a woman walking into any kind of business we already have to put on a song and dance to make sure that we can like fit in we don't want to be too strong because then we're aggressive and then you're expected to do to do all of these things and then you're met with like well I was just joking well if I wanted a joke I'd go to a comedy store I'm also trying to work and build a business and create a family and yeah the the power of the, the power of the me too movement is just unbelievable to me that it's, it's still like not it has not gone away thank god uh you know what samuel garrett pate you're, you're here for red white and q we've got another segment with you want to talk about obviously we're talking about this dominion lawsuit the infrastructure bill um but if you stick around for just a moment we want to kick our next segment off uh, asking you about gavin newsom the governor of california you know these governors you know andrew cuomo gavin newsom uh, Ron DeSantis down in Florida. Some of the biggest, biggest names. Hey, through, through, let's not let's no, not no, put no, 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 I know, I know, I hear you. Obviously, I hear you. You know where I stand. But I'm saying these big, big names who have made a name for themselves for whatever reason during this pandemic for the last couple of years. Uh, they're all getting hit really hard right now. Um, our own governor is in 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 peril, uh, and and hopefully things turn out for the best for California. But how concerned should he be? And we want to talk about that when you come back. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. I am 
Welcome back to the Morning Beat. It's time for another round of Red, White, and Q. We're joined again by Samuel Garrett-Pate on the heels of Andrew Cuomo stepping down as governor of the state of New York, our own governor here in California, in some trouble as well, Michaela. Yeah, this is crazy. I mean, Samuel Garrett-Pate, is Governor Newsom in any real trouble, and should we be concerned? Well, California is in real trouble, and and we should absolutely be concerned. Look, the, the way the recall works here is there are two questions on the ballot. The first one asks, do you want to recall Governor Newsom? If that first question passes, which means more people vote yes, they want to recall Governor Newsom, than vote no, they don't want to recall Governor Newsom, then the top vote getter on question number two replaces him. It doesn't matter how many votes that person gets. There are like 48 different people on the ballot. That person could get 5% of the vote, but if no one else gets more then that person becomes governor. And look, the leading Republican candidate to replace this governor has been spreading misinformation about vaccines and masks, said that he would do away with any to any mandates in any settings, that he would get rid of gun safety laws. We know that he would attack reproductive freedom. And he's been spreading misinformation about the last election. Look, this is a Trump acolyte who wants to replace Gavin Newsom in a state that rejected Trump twice by record margin. I mean, this is just absolutely insane. And it's not Gavin Newsom's political career that's in trouble. It's the people of California, if we get one of these nut jobs, running the fifth largest economy in the world. Listen, you're absolutely right. And, and not only he wants to he wants to abolish the minimum wage in the state. I mean, the things he's, he's he's saying he wants to do this guy if he were to get, you know, into the governor's mansion are just absurd. Uh, so super, super important. Um, we got our we got our voting packets in the mail yesterday or the day before, I believe. And we will absolutely be voting September 14th, I believe, is the recall election in California. Is that correct? Yeah. yeah, so yeah. You, you have to have your ballot postmarked or dropped into a Dropbox by September 14th. Yep. Um, it's real easy. Again, like I said, it's not like most ballots here in California where it's like 40 pages long. This is two questions. Yep. Do you want to recall the governor? You vote no. And then you can ignore the second question. Good. I'm going to do it. I'll send it in today, Sam. Uh, I do want to ask you about this this Dominion lawsuit. Speaking of voters, uh, voter fraud that's being claimed, you know, across the country by Republicans all over the place. Uh, Dominion is now suing some major news organizations, Newsmax in particular, and One America News uh, over these election claims. Um, what do you think this? How how is this going to play out? Like, is the freedom of press really going to like Trump? what Dominion is saying, or does Dominion have a real case here? The, the, the freedom of the press does not in, does not extend to the freedom to just blatantly, lie, blatantly and knowingly perpetuate false information about something. I mean, <laughs> this is libel. And the irony here, right, is Donald Trump has been, over the years, the biggest proponent of libel laws. Mm-hmm. He wants, he threatens to and wants to sue everyone who says anything uh, remotely negative about him, no matter how true it is, which is not how libel laws work. Um, or, or, but, but this is, right? You can't go out there and repeatedly say that a company rigged an election when you know that to be false. And look, do, do every one of Trump's crazy supporters who go on TV know that that's false probably not some of them probably believe what they're saying no matter how false and crazy it is but these news companies know that it's false they are knowing they were knowingly perpetuating false information and dominion the victim here uh who's lost ostensibly millions and millions of dollars as a result um is taking them to task for it and and good for them uh, as yeah. they should, you know. Yeah. Also, big news coming from Capitol, uh, the Capitol last night. Michaela and I were talking about this yesterday. Is this infrastructure bill? Um, they've crossed a hurdle last night. There are many more to cross. Uh, mm-hmm. But nineteen, you know, Republican senators crossed party lines. Uh, Joe Biden got a bipartisan victory, like he promised he could. Uh, now this has to go back to the House, of course, and there's still many steps. But uh, do you have hope? I do. Look, there you know, there are two packages, right? There's the bipartisan infrastructure bill that was passed, like you said, with Republican support. Um, and, and that's a chunk of what President Biden wanted to do in terms of infrastructure. Um, and then there's a second package, which is 
uh, being done through budget reconciliation. I don't know if you remember, but a number of months ago, right, Democrats passed um, another large investment in, in recovery uh, through budget reconciliation, which allows them to uh, pass legislation, uh, spending legislation, with just a majority vote rather than needing 60 votes. Go figure, right? The first time in the Senate. The one time in the Senate where you only need a majority, which should be the way democracy works, and yet here's this arcane institution with the filibuster that the founding fathers never intended. Anyway, that's another story for another time. <laughs> this is important. This is a massive investment. Uh, super majorities of the American people, majorities of Democrats, Republicans, independents, all support strong investments in our infrastructure. I don't have to tell you, we've all hit those uh, potholes in the roads. Uh, we've been on bridges where you hold your breath because you're a little nervous how, how long that bridge has gone without yeah. any sort of maintenance. In America, in America in 2020, those are the things we're yeah. still, it, it, absolutely, it, this should not be a partisan issue at all. Uh, but we'll definitely keep an eye on how these things here go. Here we are in 2021. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, Sammy Garrett-Pate, thank you as always for joining us. Have a great rest of your day. Yes, you too. All right, coming up in What's Poppin', uh, exciting news when it comes to Batman's sidekick. Uh, and it has to do with our community, and we'll discuss next. You're listening to The Morning Beat. It's almost time for a round of What's Poppin'. Uh, that really kind of speaks to my childhood, actually, in ways that you'll understand momentarily. Uh, but first, I do want to remind you that our show is also a podcast. So if you can't listen to us in real time, download the Odyssey app at audacy.com. Listen to the Morning Beat anywhere you take your mobile device. Uh, please share, rate, subscribe, do all those things. We appreciate you. Uh, right now, though, it is time for What's Poppin'. Michaela, take it away. Okay, this is big news uh, coming out of Batman in the latest installment of Batman Urban Legends, the DC comic book character Tim Drake, aka the Caped Crusader sidekick Robin, accepts an invitation to go on a date with a man named Bernard Dowd, which is confirming Robin's bisexuality, and the narrative is unfolding in what one fan calls a light bulb moment as he and Bernard find themselves in a street side brawl. After the hero rescues Bernard, Robin later pays him a visit at his apartment. As Drake, the character can be seen psyching himself up for greeting Bernard. It's okay, Tim. You got this. You've got this. It's so cute. I, I'm going to tell you this. Batman and Robin, 1997. Chris O'Donnell in that costume. I can't even describe what that did to 17-year-old AJ. <laughs> so all these years, and I know a lot of gay men out there can listen to me because these costumes were so homoerotic. Just the bulge over the junk and the abs and the, and the pecs with the nipples. Just so much going on. Those thighs. All of it, right? 20 years ago, right? 20, whatever, some yeah. years ago. 25. Uh, 25 years ago now, almost. Like, those characters were so iconic and so sexy, and so many gay men know exactly what I'm talking about right now. So to hear this, yeah. it's a big deal. We'll be right over. It's, to the bat poles. To the bat poles. Not to the bat poles. I'd like to go to the bat poles sometime. <laughs> yeah. These guys are yeah. hot. But that's awesome. It's Listen, really, it's really, it's really cool, it's I think. So it's really great. awesome. Yeah, I think it's really important that we have this kind of representation in um, film and TV this way. So it's really exciting, and I'm so happy. Now, coming up in our next hour, Queer as Folk, and it's a sin creator, is blasting a popular Disney film for a, a pathetic bisexual reveal. Not such good news when it comes to TV and, tele uh, TV and film, and we'll discuss coming up next. Welcome back to The Morning Beat. Justin, our producer, is a total weirdo, and he loves soccer. Uh, or as you call it, football. football. Is this a song about <laughs> soccer right now? Yes, it is. And who is this? Chelsea. Chelsea? Mm -hmm. The football club? Mm -hmm. I only know that because you're wearing a jersey right now. Thank you. Michaela, don't you love sports? I love soccer because I played soccer and Lisa played soccer and she looks so hot in her uniform. But other than that, I'm good. Yeah, I liked soccer because I like soccer players' thighs. That's really about as far as I go. Wow, yeah. Michaela, not even any love for your friend Jordan Harvey who plays for LAFC? I said I love okay. soccer. Listen, Michaela goes to those games because Kim Caldwell is a blast and because those games are a blast. Mm -hmm. I'm sure she cheers for Jordan. Wait, you've never been to a game? No, not an LAFC game. We'll Just get tickets, honey. 
You can still go on your own. You don't need Michaela to invite you. I mean, come on. Well, I'd appreciate an invite. Yeah. Oh, please. She never well, invited me. Big football fan. I'm her best friend. She hasn't even invited me but yet. But Justin, why would I invite you when it's Kim Caldwell's husband? Yeah, let me tell right, you how. Let fair. me tell you how Justin's mind works. <laughs> Justin was upset that he did not get invited to Kim's baby gender reveal, even though uh. he'd only talked to her one time when we interviewed her on Channel Q. <laughs> no, Justin, that's not is, true. This that's is real, true. Justin. Justin. You want this tickets? Is real. Buy them or email Kim. Surprise! Caldwell. Surprise, Justin. We're having the intervention. Oh, okay. Um, no, you know what I need to do though. I I do have Kim Caldwell's phone number because I've been friends with her for years. I'll reach out to her on my own. Mm. But I also low key just want you there. Uh, coming up this hour, we have a fantastic show coming for you. Um, Loki uh, has come out. Uh, you know, in in the series on Disney Plus, uh, just released not too long ago. But now the the sort of coming out the representation is being called pathetic by some. Uh, we're going to dive into that. How do we need our characters to be? How do we want their coming out stories told? Or do, do we even care if we get a coming out story anymore? Um, and also, what would you do if somebody uh, randomly shot you a text uh, because they found your phone number? On your dog's collar. Creepy what? or cute? We're going to discuss later on this hour. Uh, I'm sure you're going to have some thoughts. Uh, Reddit is always a great place for us mm-hmm. to get some of these wild stories. And the, the internet is divided. Uh, but I'll share my thoughts as well, of course. Now, right now, though, it's time for news on the beat. Michaela, what do you have? All right. Well, the Senate floor has been very busy. The Senate yesterday afternoon voted to advance the massive $1.2 trillion bipartisan infrastructure package. Following months of intense negotiations, the final vote of 69 to 30 represented a wide bipartisan berth, but the bill will likely encounter new challenges as it goes to the House. Then early this morning, Senate Democrats approved their $3.5 trillion budget resolution, which they hope will pave the way for a huge economic package without the threat of legislative obstacles from Republicans who oppose it. The measure passed after a lengthy series of amendment votes known as Votorama. Next, it also goes to the House for approval. Only after both chambers pass it will Democrats be able to use a process known as budget reconciliation to pass the legislation on a party line vote. It addresses health care, aid for families, the climate crisis and more. Now, in other news, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo announced he will resign amid the growing fallout from a sexual harassment scandal. His resignation heads off potential impeachment plans from the state's Democratic-led legislature, which rumbled to life after the New York Attorney General released a report last week that concluded Cuomo had sexually harassed 11 women. Cuomo said his resignation will take effect in two weeks, uh, bringing an end to his decade-long tenure as governor. Um, we did have a really long conversation about this in Red, White, and Q with Samuel Garrett-Pate. So if you missed that, do just go to odyssey.com to download our podcast. Now let's get into a little bit of weather. Summer's here. It's queer and it's brought to you by McDonald's. It's going to be a high of 102 in Sacramento, a high of 102 in Indio, 97 in St. Louis, 90 in Chicago, a high of 84 in Buffalo, 88 in Atlanta, 93 in Phoenix, 97 in Kansas City, and 102 in Palm Springs. Now, if you're near McDonald's, head on over now for a frozen Coca-Cola drink, just $1.50. It'll quench your thirst and cool your body down. Now, give us a vibe of the day. The key to success is to start before you are ready. That's a really, that's very good advice. You just got to put the fear aside, honey. Now, I'm going to need you, AJ Gibson, to tell us what we're talking about next because my computer froze. Well, I can do that. I told you once, I'll tell you again. A Loki, he came out as a member of our community uh, in the Disney Plus series. Some people are calling the coming out sort of pathetic, to be honest. Uh, and we're going to share our thoughts coming up in about uh, 10 minutes. Thanks, AJ. All right, so oftentimes, I know, literally all the time, we talk about representation here on not just the Morning Beat, but throughout the brands of the shows of Channel Q. Um, and some do sort of coming out stories and, and representing the, our, of our community a little bit better, better than others. And recently, uh, during the new Loki series uh, on Disney+, Plus, um, it was revealed that Loki is a member of our community. However, not everybody's thrilled uh, with the way that this this was sort of handled. Um, and, and as Loki will continue, I'm sure, to explore their sexuality in the future, um, I think that... We're at a place now where, uh, listen, it's great. It's great that Loki's coming out. You know, 
Um, but Loki also made just one singular reference to being bisexual. Um, and and now all of a sudden, Loki is considered pansexual by everybody. You know? Um, and that, to some, I think is frustrating because are we supposed to say thank you to Disney now? Because he like said the word one time, sort of alluded to it, and that was it. Uh, because to me, uh, while it's a beautiful singular moment, it does feel a little bit short. It feels like they came up just a little bit short. Like, why wouldn't you show a fuller expression of what that actually means? As opposed to just saying one thing as if we're like checking a box and appeasing some people without also upsetting too many other people. You know what I mean? Like, were they afraid to go too far? Um, I don't know. I have a lot of mixed emotions about this. I, I would love to know your thoughts, Michaela. I don't know. I feel like it's a little bit complicated for me because on one hand, we're like, we need the visibility. And on the other hand, we're like, we're tired of addressing our sexuality. And we just sort of would like a television program that like normalizes, you know, when you watch a heterosexual show, they're not like, I'm straight multiple times. They may say like, I'm into women and then you move on. So I can see where maybe that's how he feels, but I actually disagree. I don't think it's pathetic. I think that we're trying to just inch closer to equality and I don't walk to bars and say, I'm a lesbian. I maybe say one time if asked, I date women, but then I try to like go on about my day or my casting or my job or whatever it is. So I feel like I don't agree with it being pathetic. Is it, is it possible that we're at sort of a, a crossroads right now? We're kind of in limbo. We're in the middle area where, you know, we push, push, push for representation and we want everybody to hear our broken stories. And now we're like, okay, we just want to be accepted as everybody else. And is it also possible? Because I think I, I personally think we could kind of be in that, 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 that zone right now, if you will. But on the other hand, though, while you and I might not necessarily need, you know, a full coming out story. There are a lot of little queer kids all over the world who who maybe aren't quite where you and I are. And so for them, um, it, I don't know what the answer is. Is it more powerful to not make a big deal of it or is it more powerful to tell the whole story? I think that it goes back to a conversation we had yesterday with the gay best friend and Will and Grace and Jack's character and stereotypes. And I think that we grew up thinking that gay people needed to put on a huge show and dance and we needed to be gay. So then we went through this generation of like extremely flamboyant uh, members of the LGBTQ community. And I think it's important to show young kids now you can just be your very authentic self and be in love with a woman or a man. And so I think this is just, I think they're acknowledging it. I think that you, there is visibility here and representation. I think it's just different visibility and representation. I mean, you also have to think about this author. Queer as Folk uh, was such a show that was, uh, it was historic and it came around during a time that being gay was not okay and you sort of need to shake people around and now I think we're coming to a place where it might just be normalized. Uh, Maybe. I don't see that though. I don't see it that way. I don't know. Queer as Folk was was legendary and its creator Russell T. Davies is the one who's bringing up this conversation calling this, this, this sort of representation on Loki pathetic. And I'll say this, like, listen, I hear what you're saying and in a, in a perfect world, I think I think it makes beautiful sense, you know, and I would love to think that we're all there. But as you know, my own sister doesn't accept me. Do you know what I mean? I'm 41 years old and I'm still like falling to pieces every time I have to kind of go back down that rabbit hole with her. And so I, and I know the dark places that's taken me, you know. And but so, do you think that it like do you think that with your sister not accepting you, do you think that it matters the the way the visibility is being shown on television? Because yeah, I think when her little, I think when her two and three year old sons grow up and they are starting to watch these things, I want them to understand the the full breadth of what the queer experience is. Yeah, like I, for, for that matters to me. I think just a passing moment, while it's a step in the right direction, you know, I don't. It's kind of how I feel about corporations who, in recent years, have all of a sudden put up a, a rainbow flag or a rainbow uh, logo for the month of June, and then they forget about us the rest of the year. It's kind of how that makes me feel. It feels a little bit like pandering, and it feels a little bit like Marvel and Disney were under a lot of pressure to diversify their you know, their superhero lineup, and so they gave us like a literally one word. And so I'm like, okay, that's that's cool, but am I supposed to say thank you for that, or am I supposed to say, okay, no, what what next? You know, where's, where's the next thing? You know, because 
I don't want to be a passing thought, you know, because I'm not, and neither are you, and, and nobody in our community is, and that's that's just kind of how I feel about it. Yeah, I mean, I totally validate and respect your feelings, and I think that nobody should ever thank any network or company for, um, you know, showing and giving us visibility and representation, but I do feel like I'm ready to drop the stereotypes and um, and all of that. You know, I, I think that for me personally, in starting my life with Lisa, us having children, us getting married, like I don't need it to be a big gay wedding. I don't need to do all of that. I just want it to be, there's visibility in it to be normalized. And if my niece turned out to be a lesbian, I'd want her to know that she's no different than anybody else. She just loves right. women. And so it's a long conversation. I totally hear where you're coming from. And it's just, I mean, it's why we have the station, just to talk about these things and see what's important to us. But coming up, what is not important to us is creepy people. And this next story has gone viral because it has to do with a dog owner and a caller. It's very creepy. It actually is f- giving me the like scream vibes that you love so much. I'm going to love it. You're going to, you are going to love this story. We'll have it coming up next. Who let the dogs out? Who, 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 who? All right, so if you listen to us with any regularity, you understand that one thing that Michaela and I have in common is our love of our dogs, right? She's got a couple of pups. I've got a, literally a brand new puppy. just celebrated his nine-month birthday uh, just the other day. Uh, Kingston, Rocco, Bruno, lucky if you're listening from heaven. Uh, this, segment's, this segment's for you. Because something I've learned as a dog owner is that not all dog owners are created equally and not all human beings uh, are normally like normal functioning humans, right? So often, especially training a puppy, I run into people who just don't understand boundaries. They don't understand when I say, please don't let my dog jump on you. We're trying to train him not to. They don't understand that when they greet him, they don't scream at a high-pitched voice and make him pee everywhere. Michaela, I'm speaking to you. They don't understand that if I'm outside teaching him how to go to the restroom outdoors, that they need to walk the other direction. I don't want to play with your dog right now. There's a time and a place to play. You know, and, I'm, and as I teach my dog, it's tricky. You know, people don't know how to read signs. Well, I thought I had it bad, right? I'm feeling sorry for myself because people just annoy me, basically. Well, what about this poor person? So it's unclear uh, whether this is a man or a woman. A lot of people on, on, on Reddit, on online, uh, the story has gone viral. Assume it's a woman, uh, but that's just an assumption. Whoever it is, uh, they walk their dog, apparently met somebody out on their dog walk, right? And allowed this person to pet their dog. Happens all the time, especially as you know, if you have a cute dog, everybody wants to meet your dog, right? That's okay. You're okay with that. I'm okay with that. Here's where it gets weird. Then she gets a text message or this person gets a text message a little bit later uh, out of the blue. And the text says, thanks for letting me pet her. We should hang out. Like, huh? We should hang out Yeah. from the number so, of the dog's collar? Uh-huh. So this person doesn't respond, obviously creeped out, right? And we know they're creeped out because they said they're creeped out on Reddit. Then gets another text. Hello? Question mark? Nothing. Followed up by, why do you even have your number on your collar if you don't want people to text you? What the F? What? Such a tease. Such Man. a tease. <laughs> Who oh on earth? Wait, this is iconic, that numbers, actually. That phone numbers are on a dog collar so that you could hook up and meet people. It's not what that's for. Wait, this is it's, iconic. I mean, the the level of, like, delusion is is incredible to me, actually. I applaud this like, person. Like, did people actually think that? Have you ever gotten a random message because somebody pet your dog a long time and read the number on the dog collar? No, but have you ever gotten this message? Because I have where somebody texts you a naked photo and you're like, sorry, wrong number. And they're like, oh, thank you for being so nice. Anyway, what are you doing? And I'm like, ma'am, this Uh, isn't. (laughs) We're not. This is absolutely the wrong number and I'm not looking for friends. Listen, I get the D pics and the DMs all the time. I got mm-hmm. one just a couple of days ago and I'm just casually eating some lunch and I'm like showing my fiance. I'm like, oh look, somebody reached out to me. And I don't I try not to shame them, but I do I do oftentimes reply, Nobody asks for this. Do better. And then Nobody. I Nobody. Nobody. I don't want that. And I don't but- want you to because listen, my phone number is on my dog's collar. Yeah, like, well, I'm it not, should be because if I lost Rocco, I need them to call me. I don't need yes. you to call me because you're interested. 
ew it's just odd like the, like the boundaries and the lack of boundaries for some people just literally blows my mind yeah like it's yeah. just that i i don't understand how not everybody functions in the real world with some level of understanding of like human boundaries and just common sense yeah i think that this is although kind of an iconic approach also very delusional and not the reason people also i'm not gonna let people pet my dogs anymore it's just getting too awkward is there a scenario where this could be deemed romantic like what if you met somebody and you're single and you were so like wow wow like you met i don't know ruby rose i know she's not ashlyn what's her name ashlyn harris ashlyn harris the soccer player for the united states women's (laughs) national team what if you we're like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. You're petting the dog. You see the phone number. You you sear it into your memory. And you're like, this is my one chance. I'm single. Lisa never existed, right? Right. Uh, pretend scenario. Do you text Ashlyn Harris and say, hey, maybe this might be a little odd, but we met earlier and your number was on your dog's collar. Yeah. What's up? Here, okay, yes, I would. But I would only do it. <laughs> I knew it. I would only do it if there was like the obvious signs that like we were feeling each other. We both well, like, okay, looked back there, as we were walking yeah, but, away. No, no, no. If there were obvious signs, wouldn't she have given you her number or vice versa? I mean, I would. Like if there's obvious signs, I'm very upfront. I'm like, here, here's my number. Follow me on IG. But I, if it didn't, I mean, no, I, I would, take the, I would take the dog number. I would, I would text her from the caller. Would you Phone not? numbers are wild. Would you I not? Mean, listen, I don't know. And maybe in my younger years, I, there was a guy I hooked up with one time in my 20s and met him out at the bar with some friends one night. Totally straight guy, apparently. Six foot five, 220 pounds. Big dude. Like, as big as I am now, but I was still a little bit younger. And um, took him back to my twin-size bed, went to town, had a great time together. And then afterwards, uh, he asked me, and I was like, okay, it's time for you to leave now. <laughs> and he had to go down three flights of stairs past my roommates. I lived, it was in college at the time, kind of. And, um, and I gave him my phone number, and he says, uh, don't you want mine? I go, no, you'll call. Like the cockiest uh- little dude ever. He never called. I lost my mind. I went crazy for like the entire summer. Couldn't figure out how to get a hold of him. Oh my god! And then gosh. ran into him years later and was like, that guy's kind of hot. And my friend Elena was also like, that guy's kind of hot. And after a couple of drinks, we realized we knew him because I'd slept with him. And turns out that he was in fact a straight man because he was hitting on girls the whole night and just maybe wanted a little experience with me. And the phone number situation got me into some trouble and it broke my heart. Um, I would not call somebody based on their dog collar phone number, but apparently you would, and you are you're you're a cheater. You're a horrible person. I'm calling Lisa right now, <laughs> and I'm going to send her Justin. Send her the recording of this. Sent. I'm headed. I'm headed to the dog park. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me something good. It's so good to put out uh, good into the world. Uh, So important, actually, that we do it every single day at the end of our show because we want to head off into our days uh, on a high note. Sometimes the news can be a little bit heavy. Sometimes the politics of it all is just a bit overwhelming. Uh, We're right there with you. So we end uh, every every single one of our shows with Tell Me Something Good. Uh, We're going to do that same thing today. And this one is from uh, one of our favorite celebrities, somebody we didn't know that we needed so much in our lives, uh, recently turned 38 years old. We're talking about Dan Levy, uh, creator and star of Schitt's Creek. Uh, And apparently his fans used his birthday to do something really cool and he wanted to acknowledge them. Take a listen. Today is my birthday and I would never normally brag about something like that. But um, a group of people on the internet raised over $50,000 for the Faculty of Native Studies on my behalf, and I felt absolutely compelled to come here and say thank you so much. Thank you for making my day. Thank you for doing such a good thing. Thanks to everybody who donated and the wonderful people who organized the the fundraiser um, for my birthday. And I don't tend to celebrate my birthday, so... um, Thank you all so much. There is good on the internet. Who knew? Not a, uh, a bunch of people or a group of people on the internet is how we referred to them. But also think about that. They raised over $50,000. That's like a $50,000 gift in yes, your honor that's, that's going to actually change lives. Pretty cool stuff. 
Very cool stuff. Okay, well, this story is also really amazing. So um, uh, a man named Matt Stevenson uh, is an Australian actor, and his family just grew a little bit bigger because he adopted Belle Bambi, his daughter's best friend. Uh, Stevenson's, Stevenson's daughter, Grace Highland, is transgender, and so is Bambi. And Bambi's father rejected her when she came out as transgender, but Stevenson stepped in to right the wrong. He recently shared that uh, Highland is trans during an interview, but she's the one who's telling the world about the new member of the family through a TikTok video, um, and it's showing Stevenson signing paperwork to adopt Bambi, where the caption is, we're sisters now. My best friend's dad left because she's trans, so my dad did this. He's adopting her. He's always supported me, and he's supporting Bambi, too. Is that Ugh. just beyond? Listen, why more people can't just get on board with love? Just love people. I know. Don't judge them for who they are. Don't banish them for who they are. Just love because you miss out on so much joy in life if you can't just love people. And this this other father, uh, this person's new father, is just an incredible human being. Absolutely. I think it's just so wonderful and um, such such an important thing to do. And, and best friends oftentimes feel like family, so now they really get to be. And that's just beautiful. And that's, that's the way we're right. Doing- hey, hey, that's right, sister. <laughs> Love you, be my brother. Aww. Aww. All right. Well, this Tell Me Something Good is brought to you by McDonald's. We want to remind you to head over, head on over to McDonald's to get a frozen Coca-Cola treat for just $1.50. Now, we have a great show for you tomorrow. Uh, it sort of has to do with a new documentary called Pray Away. We dealt with a lot of stuff this week during our show, um, particularly... Just family members who don't understand uh, that being gay is not a choice. It's now turned into something that we want to talk about. And uh, we'll have that conversation. It's all too common in our community. Until then, wash your hands, wear your masks, and we'll see you tomorrow. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey.